Good afternoon. This is Yemi Majekodumi, your host on Widow Recovery Secrets. This is podcast 19. Good morning, all you beautiful women out there. And this is Yemi teaching again, taking snippets from my book, Walking Out of Widowhood. I'm stressing always that there's always hope after loss. No matter how dire or unredeemable your situation of loss may look. To contact me, go to walkingoutofwidow.net and claim a free note titled Five Steps Widows Are Using to Find Their Way. Or you could go to walkingoutofwidow.com. From earlier writings to strengthen, especially young widows, you can go to my blog, surviving underscore widowhood.com I would like to invite you my listeners to my first webinar which is on the 25th of March you can get tickets from Eventsbrite and the title is Finding Purpose for Widows in the 21st Century and it's basically for ages 35 to 55 Today my topic is addressing undesirable or fruitless personal ties. My reference, wherever I mention dating, is from a Judeo-Christian perspective. When I speak about personal ties, I refer to this in terms of close or not so close people and the relationship you may have with them, especially in the first two years of your loss. As a widow, no matter how deep in grief you are, you are still viewed by the opposite gender as an attractive person to be wooed and to date. So what I'm trying to say is you're defined as single and available. And since you're so vulnerable at this time, grief might make you yearn unconsciously for affection and human connectivity. And this can make you fall prey to the wrong individual and form unhealthy personal ties. This can also happen with friends and also people of the opposite sex or gender. You might find yourself dating a man who you think is just right at the time. But because you're emotionally vulnerable, your judgment might be impacted by grief. The tie you are forming with this person might unconsciously be based on your yearning to fill the vacuum the death of your husband has created. The male involved might not be one to be able to commit to you long term. It tends to be an unconscious expectation by the widow on your part because you're used to the security, companionship and commitment from your late spouse. The failure of such a relationship could set you back emotionally, physically and mentally for a few years and create more damage to your fragile, grieving heart. And the effects of this also reverberates to your children and could shake further the already fragile family structure you're trying to build back up. Also guard against some friends that want to take advantage of you. Visiting your home without notice, I beg your pardon, wanting to stay or overstay their welcome or just eat or snack in your home and socialize, exploiting your goodwill. So how do you know you're not ready to date yet? Three things to ponder. These are not exhausted. Number one, do you still 
dream about your late spouse regularly? Two, do you find it very difficult to take off your wedding rings or bands? Or do you continuously talk about your late spouse at every given opportunity when you're with people? Those are three points to think about re being ready to date or not. Then how do you guard against undesirable personal ties? To mention three. Obviously, there's many more. Number one, communicate verbally and in action, sound and clear boundaries with family, friends and acquaintances. That is on time, when they contact you, when they want to visit your home, making when they call you, what time they call you and what time they shouldn't call you. And I'm sure you can think of many others. Be aware, number two, be aware of new and quick friendships that seem to be moving too fast and at the other person's pace. Number three, when you weren't ready to date, ease into dating as friends. This gives a period to test if you're ready for anything more. For more, find me at www.walkingoutofwidow.net. You can email or call me for a free chat. I look forward to seeing you at my teaching webinar. Book tickets at Eventbrite. It's entitled Discovering a Greater Purpose for Widows. Defining the Future. It's under my name, Yemi Majekodumi. There's always hope after loss. And my go-to scripture from the Bible is, and always is, is hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So in spite of your loss, the fact you're still alive, there's a lot of things you can do and you have a greater purpose to be on earth. And a greater purpose has to come out of the loss of your late spouse. This is your host, Yemi Majekudumi, signing off now. Stay well and stay blessed. Bye-bye.